You're now listening to The Sound of Sanity. This sound will continue for the duration of the program. Welcome to the Sound of Sanity. This is Nathan Opperson, your humble and obedient host. Welcoming you back for another episode of Sound of Sanity with our regular cast of wonderful characters. You've got Pastor Jacob Menzel over there. How are we doing today, Jake? Pretty good. How are you, Nathan? Doing fantastic. Thank you, sir. And of course, our beloved engineer, Benjamin J. Solzer. How are you doing today, Ben? Good, Nathan. Now, Ben, hmm? speaking of good, hmm. good man is hard to find. He is. But we found you. We've invited you on this podcast. Hopefully and this story won't have such a grim ending. <laughs> <laughs> now we're about to take you into the woods <laughs> and shoot you and your entire family. Oh, boy. <laughs> ben, you are the good man in question today, mm. and you are the person that was feeling a little bit insane that we uh, are going to key this episode off of, true or false? It's true. So tell us what you were feeling mm. insane about, Mr. Solzar. Well, I was feeling insane because I got into a, a pitched facebook battle well i shared a friend's post on things to do with the differences between men and women and how Mm. that's playing out in our society and how christians should respond it was just a brief post like a mini essay about some things it kind of exploded because an acquaintance popped on and commented and then i responded this lady but she was obviously very upset and she continued to be upset my arguments did nothing to stop her from being angry, and then suddenly a lot of other acquaintances of mine and old friends got drawn along, and most of them were on her side, and it just blew up. So what made you feel insane about that? Well, it just seemed like unmanageable (laughs) a little bit. And on the one hand, I want to say some bridges were burned, perhaps that didn't need to be burned in that way or at that time. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could have talked with these people about issues of what it means to be a man or a woman or sexuality. The next time I saw them, if ever that was to be, because we don't have any organic connection anymore. We just have Facebook. Mm -hmm. They're, They're in different states. Who knows when I would see them again? I don't know. So it just, it just drug along an old network of friends. Everyone got mad at me. <laughs> and that's, is it, is that's it safe okay. to say that your feelings were hurt, Ben? Yeah, my feelings were hurt. Your feelings Aww. were hurt. Aww. Yeah, I know. I'm a victim here. You're Basically, the victim. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. That's what every episode is about. That's how right. We're just victims and our listeners are victims. And yeah. won't you join us in our victimhood? So you post a thing on Facebook. Suddenly you find yourself having this completely inorganic conversation that would never happen in real life. Exactly like this exactly like that and all these people that you have these as you say sort of inorganic relationships with at this point in other words you wouldn't still be seeing these people outside of face <clears throat> facebook right. is creating like this artificial well, it's, it's, reality yeah it's the the relationships themselves aren't inorganic but the relationships between everybody the conversations completely inorganic mm-hmm. yeah. it's between all kinds of people who have no context for each other right. or engaging in this discussion with one another yeah although to be fair all of us basically knew each other in the same place the same town right at one time so the people um, who engaged they all knew some each other kind of interrelatedness yes, yes. but not everybody watching and participating passively. Sure. Yeah. Well, of course not. It's Facebook, right? Yeah. Facebook's weird. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I know I can relate to it. I've we've talked about this before a little bit on Sound of Sanity and some of the so, some of the. I think we had a Sanity Mach One episode called Social Media uh, that we talked about mm-hmm. some of these things. But yeah, it is really weird how you have these. I don't know whether what other word to use besides inorganic. Yeah. It's just like I wouldn't still be in much of a relationship with these people. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And th- certainly these people 
people wouldn't all you see you have these things where your aunt betsy jumps on and she's talking and then suddenly your friend bob is talking and it's like aunt betsy and bob come from two different social classes two different backgrounds two different sets of belief they would two never different states two different states yeah <laughs> two different there's states. absolutely no world in which aunt betsy and bob, bob would ever be having this conversation or interaction. Yeah, even if it, maybe they both end up at a funeral together and they chat, but they're not going to be they're talking. Not gonna they're be not going to be arguing about, about theonomy. Uh, right, or, exactly. You know, yeah. Whatever yeah, that's an example that I used on episode of Practical Ecclesiology that I was on on social media. It was like, you know, Aunt Betsy, you post something about theonomy and mm-hmm. you've got your Aunt Betsy who's just started going to church. Right. And you've got some idiot thunder puppy, but, you know, Aunt Betsy's like, you know, innocently, what's theonomy? You're just right. happy she's going to church. She looks up from her cigarette and her moon pie. <laughs> she's got curlers in her That's hair. Right. Her stories like, are playing in the background. And, and it, it, you know, what's theonomy? I don't <laughs> understand what you're talking about here. And you're like, oh, yeah, I would never feed theonomy to you. But then, you know, Mr. Thunder Puppy, you know, who goes to your church, who's coming alive. Well, ma'am, uh, I shall tell you. <laughs> and also, you're an idiot for not knowing any of this stuff. And so you've seen that happen before, I take it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's just the way that people are, you know, yeah. it's like, and it's just completely inor- inorganic is, I think, the the best word for it, because you would never try to have that conversation with Aunt Betsy, because in real life, because that's not what she needs. She needs milk. You would never let Thunder Puppy, Thunder Puppy go off on your Aunt Betsy for not understanding theonomy. But that Facebook just sort of, you know, that's it's a world where that kind of thing can happen. Well, and, and Thunder Puppy in real life, if he meets mm-hmm. Aunt Betsy, Aunt Betsy might be able to take him. She might be able to that's just right. scare him that's down. Right. He might be afraid of Aunt Betsy. You know, Aunt Betsy <laughs> might just talk like this, and the Thunder Puppy's like, I don't even know how to. But <laughs> you put them in Facebook, suddenly the Thunder Puppy feels like he can really show this woman what he thinks. And everybody and, else who's watching, and you, who, he's try, who he thinks he's going to impress. And Aunt like, Betsy, meanwhile, she's a sweet old lady, but... Uh, <laughs> She's I'm so Facebook. impressed by your ability to take down my sweet Aunt Betsy, <laughs> who just started going to church. Right. Good job. Excellent wisdom and discernment, buddy. You're just the best. Right. And, 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 and Aunt Betsy, meanwhile, she's generally sweet, but she suddenly has this person being abrasive. She's going to be abrasive right back in a way that she would never be. So not only are these is this relationship and this confrontation inorganic, the way that people are acting is actually not how they would act. That's in our inorganic, All of the too. inhibitions. You know, this is somebody Natural that, social cues. She's being attacked by somebody she doesn't know and has never looked at. She's not looking into his eyes and he's not looking into her eyes. They're not real people. They're just disembodied ideas out there on the internet, you know, and it's not about even the ideas anymore. It's about looking good. It's about feeling good. Mm. It's about, you know, clicks and likes and shares, clicks and and likes and shares and saving face. And well, how does a Christian navigate Facebook? I suppose, gentlemen, we will have to find out. And that brings us to the first of our wonderful segments. Facebook stats. Oh, yes, the famous segment, Facebook stats. (laughs) The famous segment that we do each and every week here on Sound of Sanity, Facebook stats. Now, Ben, how many monthly users do you we're just going to go through this is a lot like stats. Disney stats <laughs> it is a lot like Disney stats <laughs> very we similar just call it, Deja vu. have an actual recurring segment <laughs> called, called stats <laughs> <laughs> you know the funny thing is I don't think that would ever have occurred to me <laughs> alright we're doing stats Ben how many monthly users do you suppose Facebook has altogether, my friend probably 2 billion that's absolutely right yeah <laughs> almost like you have the stat sheet in front of you well it is almost like that to put that in perspective jake how many 
monthly users do you suppose that YouTube has? One, one and a half billion, maybe? That is absolutely right. I don't know how you do it. Ben, how about Instagram? Not, probably about half of that, so 700 million. 700 million. Jake, what about Twitter? Any guesses on Twitter? Let's just keep going down by half. So, what, maybe even less than half. 328 million. Just going to pull that. You guys are like living Ouija boards or, <laughs> or, or magic eight balls. I just shake you, and but you don't tell me reply hazy, try again. Or better not tell you now, you tell me it is decidedly so. How many, let's, let's talk about people that actually use Facebook. How many women use Facebook, Jake, do you suppose? I'm going to say here in the United States, somewhere between 80 and 85% of all women. That is absolutely right. Ben, how many of men Probably. use 75%. 75%? Yeah. yeah. That's a huge percentage. And that doesn't count, by the way. We all know people that aren't technically signed on to Facebook, but they look at their friend's Facebook. They actually engage with Facebook. I actually could name quite a few people in my life who are regularly interacting with Facebook, but for whatever silly reason, don't, have d- don't actually have a account. Facebook. Maybe they use their wife's Facebook or their friend, whatever, yep. their roommate's Facebook. But how? what is the average daily time that someone spends on Facebook, Jake? I'm going to say that people average upwards of a half an hour a day, but they're probably accessing it uh, once every two hours, two waking hours, once every couple hours while they're awake. That is absolutely right. So it comes to about eight times a day that people log on. I'm good. About 35 minutes of time, they say, that most people spend on Facebook. Now, Ben, just if I was to say to you, Every 60 seconds, dot, dot, dot. And then you had to provide me with some accurate Facebook data about the kinds of things that happen every 60 seconds. What kind of things would you say? Let's try it. I'll say every 60 seconds. Oh, wow. Uh, There's, I don't know, status updates probably. Let's see. Maybe like one, two, three hundred. It's 17,000. That's absolutely right. (laughs) Wow. I don't know how you do it. Let's see if Jake can do it. Jake, every 60 seconds... There are 147,000 photos uploaded. How's that? That is also accurate. You guys are like, I don't know if we should be practicing the mystic arts on a, on a Christian podcast like this. Ben, let, let me try it again with you. Every 60 seconds. Mm, a lot of links are put up, Nathan. Probably 54,000 links. Warhorn Media alone puts up like 1,000 yeah, links that's right. every 60 seconds. Jake, every 60 seconds. 400 new users sign up. Probably all legit accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No spam bots or anything like that. You you guys were just making fun of that stat earlier. Like, it wasn't that important. But I think that's pretty impressive. 400 new... I mean, even if half of them are fake, 200 new users a minute minute, is... It's pretty impressive. I mean, how many babies are born every minute? That concludes fun Facebook stats. I don't think I am going to start a segment called stats. Facebook is monolithic, if that proves nothing else. Facebook's huge. You Sometimes, if you're a younger person, you might think, oh, it's my grandma's social media, really, for looking at pictures of her grandchildren. But the fact is, everybody still uses Facebook, and it's still a big deal in our lives. A lot of people don't like Facebook. Facebook's not particularly cool, I wouldn't say, among the younger crowd. But I don't know hardly anybody who's, whose life isn't regularly affected one way or another by Facebook, and I don't think that statement is hyperbole at all. And yeah, the relationships and stuff that you 
end up in and the confrontations and the way that you're a Christian witness, as Ben says, can be really weird and inorganic and sometimes feel unhelpful. What do you do with that? What do you do with that, Jake? I think that we need to go outside of our own wisdom here and ask some friends for help. We need to phone a friend. We need to phone a friend. I think you're absolutely right. And what bigger friends do we have? What bigger friends do our listeners have? What bigger friends does the world have? The universe for that matter. The universe, yes. <laughs> then our good friends, the He-Manologians, the manliest men in Sanityville. They are always so helpful when it comes to these things. So let's go ahead and listen now to the He-Manologians. I don't burn bridges. I explode them. The grass is always greener on the other side. Of your face, the moon is in the sky. Look it up. You cannot fight a virus with antibiotics. Is someone crying because they lost their thumb? Is that an ostrich or a really bad ostrich costume? A spoonful of arsenic makes the medicine worse. Hey everybody. Welcome to He-Manologians. I'm AJ, and this is BJ. Booyah! And this is CJ. <laughs> and today, we're going to talk about a subject that a lot of people have been noticing lately on Facebook, namely, how awesome I am on Facebook. <laughs> my latest post got like 2,000 likes. Uh, my latest post got 3,000 likes, and it was about my homemade distillery. <laughs> yeah, when someone has a store-bought distillery, it's like, go back to drinking tea and do your nails with your girlfriend's <laughs> princess. Ha! <laughs> Hey, PJ, you just got a letter from the Big Idiot Loser Academy. You've been nominated for president. Shut up, CJ. The BILA is something you made up. I spent four weeks proving it. My latest Facebook post got 4,000 likes, but the kind of like where, like, your mouth is totally wide open, like awestruck. You mean like uh, that one time your mouth is open, BJ, and you swallowed a beetle? That's not what I mean. You know, AJ, you wouldn't be nearly so awesome on Facebook if I hadn't shared your post. I shared AJ's post before you did. BJ, all you do on Facebook is share other people's posts that they make all the time. No way. I post things on my own all the time. <laughs> like like when you shared that blog about who would win in a fight, samurais or Nazis? Yeah, that's my blog based on my original research. I wrote all the posts. Yeah, like all one posts of that blog. <laughs> Booyah! Hold on, guys. How is this related to how awesome I am? Well, I share your post, you share my post. Uh, quid pro quo. <laughs> yeah, more like quid pro pow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Also, warm fuzzies are important on Facebook. This is the most amazing point you've ever made, BJ. Booyah! Ha! Actually, it's the dumbest point you've ever made. What? <laughs> the only warm fuzzies we care about, BJ, are like a happy little duckling that we just put in the microwave. Leave that duckling alone, Hitler! Well, you're just mad because, like, when we were being sarcastic and stuff, you didn't know we were being sarcastic, and so you were confused, and also, you have really thin skin. My skin is perfect. Oh, yeah? How do you know, BJ? Uh, my best friend is a dermatologist. Yeah, right, BJ? <laughs> right. What's his you name? Know a dermatologist. Huh? What's, What's his name? name? What's his huh? name? Uh, uh, der, der, derma, uh, dermatologist. Yeah, dermatologist. His, <laughs> the name of your dermatologist friend is dermatologist? Is, is that his first name or his last name? Uh, it's, it's his middle name. Yeah, it's his middle name. Okay, fine, BJ. What's his first name? Uh, uh, it's, uh, dermatologist. Yeah, it's dermatologist. 
Yeah, right, BJ. Next, you're gonna tell us his last name's dermatologist too. Dermatologist, dermatologist, dermatologist is a real guy, and he's a dermatologist. Yeah, right, BJ. Yeah, we weren't born yesterday, BJ. Guys, seriously, he's right there. Greetings, gentlemen. My name is dermatologist, dermatologist, dermatologist. Uh, are you like a dermatologist? I'm a hot air balloon operator. Are you friends with BJ? Yeah, more acquaintances. BJ, you lying filth! All right, well, thank you, Hemanologians. That was edifying, as all the interstitial segments on our show tend to be. Guys, what do we want to say about Facebook and about using it well and about not feeling insane like Ben felt? Well, I think the first and most important thing is to understand what Facebook is and what it's not. Mm -hmm. And Facebook is... It's not a place where the I think the normal rules of relationships apply because whatever you say on Facebook, you're not controlling who you're saying it to, Facebook is, and you're not contr- able to control who's interacting with it. And so it's not like a normal conversation. It's like, you know, we've used this analogy multiple times in multiple places, but it's like walking into a tavern and just shouting something out randomly to a whole group of people that you have at one point in your life run into. You don't control who's going to hear it and you don't control who's going to respond to it. And it's also weird because it's like nothing about the responses have to be connected to real life. So basically the official sound of sanity position on this whole thing, I think, is you want to be pretty careful about using Facebook and maybe even think about not using it that much for it's it's a good communication tool for inviting someone to a party might not be so great for engaging in, in serious conflict yeah and, that, conflict. and that's different when it comes to things like uh, dedicated groups groups that are centered around a topic or mm. a theme or something like that where everybody who's a part of the group is there to, to discuss and argue about or whatever a particular issue but we're talking about just like broad facebook use in general yeah posts and there's a million exceptions and facebook's a complicated beast but so what if you want to use facebook to post someone else's article or something. And it's a controversial subject, but you want to make people aware of it. In some cases, I probably would advise against that, actually, now that you mention it. But there's still a place for, you know, just general things. But I think you have to realize, I mean, it it really is like going into a tavern and just hammering something onto the wall and expecting everyone to interact with it or just yelling something out. The quality of conversation that you're going to get generally just isn't going to be that great and it isn't going to be that helpful. And I realize, again, we're speaking very broadly here. This can vary from person to person, situation to situation. But I don't do it, personally speaking. And I would advise most normal people in most normal situations to... Well, there are better ways to engage with people in real life is a better way to do it. I don't even have the Facebook app on my phone anymore. Right. It eats up battery life. It eats up time. And there's not much good that can come from it. I use Facebook. I check it for notifications. I respond to messages. I make sure that I click like on most Warhorn posts. And that's about all that I use Facebook for. Oh, no. The devil's advocacy alarm just went off. 
that means we're, we've reached the part of the show where someone has to argue for the opposite position. Now, what have we asserted? I guess we've asserted that Facebook is a noisy, not particularly useful place to engage in serious conversations in most of everyday life. True that, or false? That's about what, all that we've asserted so far, yeah. Okay. Well, who wants to play the devil and argue for an opposite position? I will play the devil. All right. Go ahead, Jake. Play the devil. Argue for an opposite position of what we're arguing. All right. Here's the problem with the position that we've taken so far. Christians should not be retreating from the public square. And when it comes to the public square, you need to take what you can get. And for better or worse, social media is the modern day public squares where people are having their public conversations and public debates. And so it may be flawed. It may be imperfect. But essentially what you have counseled is to just walk away from the public square, walk away from the place where everybody feels free to share their ideas and share their thoughts and share their opinions. And so that's a load of garbage. If Christians abandon social media, abandon Facebook and walk away and don't make their opinions and their voices heard and felt in those places, then it'll contribute to the idea that Christians don't have much to say and aren't really a part of the conversation and are just an annoying minority that should not be paid attention to. Christians ought to make their presence felt. And that means not abandoning social media to your Aunt Betsy or whoever else that we said earlier in the episode who doesn't know what they're talking about and doesn't actually have anything good or wholesome or healthy to say or contribute to the public conversation. When something happens, people weigh in and they weigh in on social media. Mm. If all the listeners of this podcast subscribe to what you just said, where are the Christians going to be weighing in and teaching people how to think about what's going on in the world in a way that's biblical? how to interact with the world in a way that's biblical. This is where people are. Jake, but what you're saying is that because there is a, let's go back to our tavern metaphor. You're saying people are discussing and engaging with each other. That's That's where everyone in our village goes and they shout things at each other. And what you're saying is Christians should be a part of that. And I say, okay, maybe Christians should be a part of that, but let's be smart. Let's not just walk into the tavern and assume that because everyone's shouting and drinking alcohol and throwing darts, that's exactly what we need to be do, doing too. Maybe the best thing is to get somebody in a corner and talk to them. Maybe we, we could invite, we could post a thing in the tavern. You know, we could hammer something on the cork board that says, come to my house for some, when you're done. <laughs> maybe, Crumpets, maybe, yeah, maybe the idea, Maybe the best Crumpets. way to use the tavern is to go be, be friendly be salt and light where we can, but get people outside of the tavern. That uh, sounds maybe, an awful lot. Maybe just the serious like, conversation happens somewhere else. And that sounds an awful lot like really lame friendship evangelism where the idea is if I just be friends with people, then they'll like me and then they'll maybe ask me about Jesus, but then you never actually have those conversations. You never actually use the relational capital that you're building or that you're saving or protecting to have. Yeah, it sounds like that if I'm lame influence. and that's what I'm doing, but actually that's not what I'm advocating and that's not what I think people should do. I think they should be, let's use a different metaphor besides the tavern let's use the let's use the metaphor of war you choose your ground you have strategy you have tactics you don't just assume that you need to go into every situation with guns blazing if you do you will get yourself killed and christian courage and christian conscience does not require us to go into every situation with guns blazing to just now i'm going to jump back into the tavern and mix my metaphors to just run into that tavern and start shouting to everybody and expect that you're going to do good work it's a noisy tavern there might be a time to stand up and tell everyone to shut up but generally speaking 
you should just realize what kind of environment you're in. And I find that Christians are incredibly, oftentimes, naive about the environment that they're actually in. Like, realize what's going on, realize how people are going to perceive you, and then act accordingly. Just act accordingly. That's all I'm saying. You don't act cowardly. Don't act stupidly. Just act accordingly. Just realize, take a look at what Facebook is actually good for, and then use it for that. And my contention is that it's not a good place, generally speaking, unless you're in a private group or something like that, for serious debate because of all the inorganic realities that come into it that Ben was talking about earlier. So where exactly do you engage in serious debate and conflict? When and where exactly do you assert the authority and lordship of Jesus Christ in Facebook? Maybe you don't in Facebook. Well, where in life then? If not on Facebook, where? Earlier you were arguing that Facebook's a safe place to just say what you say because it's impersonal. Let me, let me ask you a question, Mr. Devil. You go to Walmart to pick up some diapers for your wife. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you feel the need to share the gospel with everyone that you see in Walmart? No. but Or if do I, you, in fact, think that maybe the number one thing that you should do in order to live your life as a good Christian citizen, as someone that loves people, as someone that loves your wife, is to go into that Walmart, buy some diapers, be pleasant. In other words, if a situation arises where it's the right thing to do to share the gospel, you can do that in a brave, compassionate, awesome way. But should you, I can, also, op- you should can also I- use Walmart for what Walmart's for and realize what Walmart's for and and not make a big super spiritual principle out of having to live out loud as a Christian in Walmart. Yeah, but if I'm at at Walmart and there's a conflict that happens in front of my face or if there's an exchange or people inviting me to an exchange, people talking to me, engaging with me and asking me about, shouldn't I not just be friendly and pleasant, but shouldn't I engage with them as a Christian, as somebody who has convictions, who believes what they believe? Maybe. That's what happens every time you open Facebook. Maybe not. people are inviting you. They're saying, this is what I think about this. And this is what I think about that. And here's something that I think is cool. And here's something I think is great. And they're inviting you by putting it there to weigh in. You know, I, and shouldn't I, you weigh in as a Christian and take advantage of those opportunities as sure, they arise? Sure. Some they of don't, them. Uh, they don't, Facebook, Walmart is not suited. It's not meant to be a place where conversations and, and, uh, interactions and exchanges happen. It's meant to be a place where you and go. And I'm saying neither but is can Facebook. Happen it's there a lie. It should be open. It's a lie. Facebook no, is not designed for that. No, Facebook's not designed for that. It's, Facebook, as we've already talked about, it hides your posts. It chooses who to show them. It's completely inorganic. It's completely run by just what Facebook wants people to see, what they think, what their alg- algorithms drive. There is nothing that you can control about communicating. I mean, what if you were at Walmart and you went up and you started talking to someone, your voice, a wizard appeared and magically made your voice not come out of your mouth here, but come out in a different part of the store. (laughs) Would that be a useful conversation, (laughs) Mr. Menzel? (laughs) I ask you, sir. (laughs) What if you went up and you started talking to someone and they never heard it because suddenly a hole opened up and you fell through a trap door and you got buried? (laughs) Would that be a useful... This sounds like a personal problem, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) What if Walmart had security people watching and if you tried to say something then they would take you and they would relocate you to a different start and suddenly you find yourself talking to aunt martha when you thought you were talking to bob Uh, this is a silly metaphor but that's how silly facebook is that's how ineffectual it is for actual communication you know ben had an extended argument on it the other day with people who saw it and came back and he got notified about interactions and exchanges happening on a particular post your your argument holds insofar as you're talking about throwing things out there into the void but once you've had something to interact with and uh an exchange has been begun facebook you know 
wants you to see that and wants other people to see it. It prioritizes uh, exchanges and interactions. And so, you know, Ben, there's a reason why Ben got into a great big fight and why lots of people piled on. It's because, you know, there were interactions that were happening and people seeing it and people being engaged. Should Ben not have engaged that fight as a Christian? I don't know. Yeah, if he engaged it, he should engage it as a Christian, as a man who has convictions. Yeah, yeah, actually, and just not to exactly go with the devil, but there is, as I've processed it, there is some degree of self-selection on people's part. Some people do just watch, some people engage, some people engage a tiny bit, and then they message me privately, and we discuss it. And then some people actually do get offended, and I, like, you know, a friendship gets broken off or something because of our Facebook interactions, so here's here's my con- kinds of here's my concern. The the whole tone and tenor of this conversation or the counsel of sound of sanity in response to Ben's problem sounds to me just to be really bleak and hopeless as if the, you know the word of God and the gospel is just not effective and we should all fly like a bird far away to our mountains. We need a retreat from the square. It's just not effective. It's not, these aren't hills worth dying on. The foundations of civil discourse on social media have been destroyed. <laughs> so, well, so I'm a guy with a beard and a, a, a sandwich board that says the end is nigh. Basically, well, yeah. My response to that, uh, number one, my response is, oh, please. <laughs> number two, my response is, let's go to a break and uh, hear a little ad, and then we'll come back and talk about it a little bit more. Sound good, guys? Sure. All right. All right. I'm Stu, youth pastor at First Church of Sanityville. And I'm Evan, co-creative pastor and full passion pastor at First Church of Sanityville. And I'm Kevin, lead pastor for authenticity at First Church of Sanityville. Gentlemen, what can I expect my first time at FCS? Let's find out. Thinking about coming to First Church of Sanityville? Here's what you can expect. Each and every week you will hear the redemptive truth. We have a passion for the redemptive truth. There's nothing more authentic than redemption. We live in a broken world. And the only way to redeem the broken world is through redemption. You'll hear the redemptive truth in words you can understand. We're theologians, not thesauruses. I don't even know what a thesaurus is. That's okay. This is the church for you. You should know that you're in for a bold, high-octane worship experience. Skinny jeans encouraged. But not required. No, you can just wear capris. You can even wear jorts and a hockey jersey. That's what the balcony is for. Because that's gross. But still cool. Pastor Kevin will be live or broadcast at every location. And on Facebook Live. And on YouTube Live. You don't even have to come. Or watch. In fact, we dare you not to. Watch cat videos instead. You can have an authentic worship experience all by yourself. Watching cats. Or with us. Or watching us. It's all good. If it's your first time, be sure to let a volunteer know. You'll get a complimentary hat or t-shirt. And a CD or a digital download. And an embossed notepad or an iPad. Feel like we're moving too fast? Get in touch and we'll help with the details. We don't want you to feel any pressure. Maybe you'll choose another church in town. Maybe you won't go to church at all. Maybe you'll become a Mormon and get your own planet. So cool. Or become a hard Krishna and sell flowers at the airport. Even cooler. 
or reject conventional morality and murder your family. Not as cool. But the important thing is you do you. And do it passionately. And we'll see you real soon. Or not. Skinny jeans. And we're back. All right. So what's the response? The devil says that what I was arguing was for despair. And I'm just saying we should get in our bunker and not engage at all. <laughs> yes. Was Is that a fair representation? Maybe not. Uh, that is a little cheap. What, <laughs> what I was saying. <laughs> I don't think it is. I really think the tavern analogy holds. And I really think this is not exactly a moral issue we're talking about it's a wisdom issue it's like a, of course there's times to talk to people on facebook of course there's times to not you just got to choose when they are and my counsel as someone who has done a lot of facebook for my job with warhorn is that facebook's a pretty brutally unforgiving place to try and have a serious facebook's conversation. an organization that's out for Facebook. Mm -hmm. Everything Facebook does is in Facebook's own interests. And so Facebook's going to show your posts to who Facebook thinks it's in face it's to Facebook's advantage to show your posts to. It's all about Facebook. It is not about you. It's not about real relationships. It's not about real interactions. It's not it's not a neutral space or a neutral square. It is not the public square. It is a platform run by a big, pretty evil corporation. Mm -hmm that wants to make money off of you and is happy to manipulate you into thinking it's whatever you want to think it is. But Facebook's not a neutral place for conversations. And I don't want to be a fear monger, but you can go and you can do the research yourself. These people understand game theory. They understand addiction. They understand... They don't even necessarily want you to have a good time on Facebook. They That's just not want the priority. You to keep they just want you to be coming there. back. Yep. Yeah, it's like a drug, and they they would never articulate it that way for you. So you need to know that, and you need to know that going in. Yeah, it, the tavern analogy has been helpful to us. We hope it's helpful to you. But the fact is, you can't approach it as an, some kind of neutral square. That being said, that doesn't mean you can't have helpful or productive interactions on it. But you need to know what you're doing, and you need to know that you know what I say here may not be seen by anybody I want to see it. It may be seen by all the people that I don't want to see it. Well, and it, and it and may foster all kinds of weird, awkward interactions that are ultimately unhelpful or unproductive. Yeah, and it may not be taken the way I want it to be taken, and and there may not be an opportunity for me to really deal with it on a serious level with a bunch of offended people. That's that's true of all kinds of media, so don't get sure. too uptight about that. That's true of our podcast. It's true of articles. It doesn't mean we should stop writing articles. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we should stop producing podcasts. It, it doesn't mean you should stop posting on social media, but fact is... When I write an essay, for example, and I post it on warhornmedia.com, people understand when they read it, and I understand it when I write it, that you're not going to see my facial expressions. You're not going to hear my tone of voice. We aren't going to be in the room together. It is a written and designed with that in mind, or it should be if I'm if I have any brains. And it's read with that in mind, or it should be if my readers have any brains. Facebook is designed in a tricky, sneaky sort of a way to make you feel like you're having a social interaction much more akin to real life. I think that's where people run into trouble because they treat it really casually and they don't bring any of the rules of written discourse to it. And they or kind any of, of the rules of face-to-face -face discourse of, yes, with it. Yes, exactly. It's so the worst it's of like both this words. this weird middle ground. Yeah. And, and it's not been 
well-defined. I think actually young people in a certain sense have an advantage in this because they actually do understand some of the unwritten rules of Facebook. Sometimes you'll see an older person uh, blunder into Facebook and do the wrong thing because they will assume a certain level of decorum or a certain level of casualness that young people who are used to grew up with social media simply won't assume. Um, mm-hmm. That's a hugely broad generalization, but I'm just saying at least a lot of younger people are all well, the kind internet of on the same is a democratizing page. sort of place. Yes. And social media is, in, in some sense, democratizing, and in some sense, it has its own weird hierarchies mm. that are inverted or may not ha- follow any kind of normal, this is the way God made the world mm. patterns. And you see this happen all the time where you have, you know, a pastor who is in his 50s or 60s or 70s or a seminary a great theologian or whatever. And you've got Joe Schmo, who's a 19-year-old college student or 22-year-old seminary student interacting with that person as a peer. Mm -hmm. Because that 22-year-old seminary student's more adept at social media, he may even own, he may even make the, the wise, experienced pastor of 40 years look stupid. Mm-hmm. And it's just, none of it has any any real life. Yeah, and it, you just have to know that. And, and, and it's not that a pastor, for example, loses all of his authority or, or needs to act like he doesn't have any authority when he goes on Facebook, but he does need to be very aware that there will be a lot of people that will not be giving him the same authority, that they might just naturally in real life. They see him with room. his gray hair and his stature and his in his the gravity of his bearing. He carries the weight of 30 or 40 or 20 years or 10 years of pastoral experience in real life. And people just sort of know. It's in his eyes. It's in his body language. Here's a man to respect what he has to say. Mm -hmm. I need to be deferential here. I'm naturally going to be deferential because this man has a commanding, authoritative presence. And he He bears the weight of his office. All that sort of thing, you you know, can be communicated in real life. He gets online. He assumes that he sometimes he will foolishly just assume that that stuff comes with him, and it's not. you, You can forgive him because he hasn't used social media. He's not a bad guy. He's not a we're not talking about an awful authoritarian guy here. We're just talking about a guy who has a natural bearing that's good even. And that bearing does not follow him online. It's not suddenly in his Facebook profile. There's there's no necess- reason that Joe Schmo is necessarily going to assume he's anyone. So or, it just gets yeah. it just gets complicated. And so just being aware of those things is is important. But all that to, all that to say, what we're not advocating is that people retreat. What we're av- advocating is that people be wise and mature mm-hmm. in how they interact and engage on social media. And that begins with seeing it for what it is and seeing it for what it's good for. And it's it, you know part of it is that it's really hard to nail down. It's always changing. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out, things will have changed by the time since we've recorded. It's it. very po- will- it's very possible this episode will be entirely obsolete in a couple of years. This will be a pointless episode that means nothing, except for a few principles, which right. is. You have to understand. You have to understand the nature of the platform that you're using. You have to understand the what it's good for. You have to understand how best to to make use of it. And you need to take it for what it is, which is just it's just the internet. Yeah. It's not real life. And I don't want to bind anyone conscience anyone's consciences. I think we're just calling people to wisdom. My personal advice, and I may be a little bit more stringent than the other two men in this room on this, but I've also done a lot of social media now for Warhorn for a number of years. I do not think Facebook's a very useful place for a serious conversation. I understand some other people might have some good reasons to do it from time to time. I don't want to bind anyone's conscience. Do what you want. Be wise. Understand what you're dealing with. Those are the principles. But my personal opinion, Facebook's 
pretty useless for that sort of stuff. I just think... Yeah, you're welcome to be my Facebook friend and chat with me on Facebook or whatever. But I don't know when the last time I've posted something is. I posted a post recently, something about C.S. Lewis, and it was because some people were having a conversation and they specifically asked me to say what I thought. Like they tagged me and said, please do this. And it seemed like a reasonable request. And so I did it. But that's the first time maybe in a couple of years that I've written anything serious for Facebook. And I very much thought this will be useful for three people. And I'm not opposed to that sort of thing happening. But I just think it's a noisy tavern run by some awfully dictatorial, awful people who discourage real conversation. I think it's pretty hard to find an intelligent way to use it to have a real conversation. My 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 real advice would be use it. Well, what we use it for on Warhorn is we direct people to our articles. We direct people to our website. We direct people to relationships with us in real life even. And then we have those real conversations and we try and love people and engage with people in a real way but yeah and the degree to which that's been successful i've been incredibly grateful yeah absolutely i love social media for that just Um, as a tool to sort of get things out there uh, a cork board to nail things to i mean it's like i'm not going to nail i'm not going to think that i can communicate how to play the guitar by nailing something to a you know nailing guitar lessons to a cork board but i sure can nail one of those little things where you can rip off the thing with my phone number and come to my house and get guitar lessons you know that's that's what facebook is it's a nice little cork board it's a nice place to see your aunt betsy's cat and i don't have a problem with people spending a few minutes a day looking at aunt betsy's cat i think it's fine i think it's fun i think it's wonderful knock yourself out enjoy it don't look at pornography or bad things on social media that's bad especially instagram snapchat snapchat don't sext don't flirt don't do bad things do good things realize what it is the end ben anything else you want to say about this Uh, i was going to say that if you do even if you decide like hey i'm going to share warhorn's post today well that could occasion a fight yeah because we post on some kind we write on some controversial things absolutely and and we have to it's just part of being faithful to Mm -hmm. honor god and speak his truth those please like and share today. our posts yes, by please all do. means. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, if a, and if a fight does come up, just know that a prolonged engagement um, fighting the people who got mad at what was written on our site may not be the best deal, but you may need to do it for a bit or you may just need to PM some of those people. I, t- I tend to take those things private where I can. Yep. I, I just think it's more useful. I mean, it's, it's exactly like if I was... At, at a tavern or I was at church on Sunday morning and someone wanted to argue with me it's like okay well let's step let's aside into an office or find a little or alcove or classroom and let's talk about it you know it's just like that's just kind of common sense but common sense ain't common on social media for whatever reason so I tend to if people are getting antsy about a, a warhorn post I'll deflect it with a little bit of humor where I can I'll simmer it down where I can and then I'll take it private where I can I generally personally again I'm not saying everybody has to be like me I don't generally get into big discussions on the front page of Facebook. I just don't think it's that helpful. And Ben, I'm just, I'm not trying to denigrate what happened to you. It's yeah, sure. I mean, I'm still a little on the fence, honestly, but I haven't felt so much of an urge to be on Facebook since then. Just mm-hmm. a little like, I think I'll focus my time on other parts of my life. That's so. also a really good piece of advice. Focus your time on other parts of your life because Facebook's ain't that important. Uh, anything else you want to say, Jake? Nope. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more sanity for you. 
Chip. Here we are in the middle of Lake Sanityville in the boat's out of gas. How on earth did this happen? Well, Lance, I, I don't rightly know. I filled it up right before we left. But Chip, what exactly did you fill it up with? Well, a mixture of gasoline, of course, and uh, liquid gold. Oh, Chip, for shame. Why does everything have to be gold with you? I know it's not everything, Lance, but it seems to me it should be about half of things. Chip, it's almost like you've never even seen the desolation of smog. Now, Lance, that's a low blow. I watch it every week. Did you put on any sunscreen, Chip? I reckon I forgot to, Lance. My skin is baking and peeling like a potato on a carburetor. Chip, I reckon we get back. You best go see a dermatologist. Dermatologist? Dermatologist. Hello, Chip and Lance. Oh, dermatologist, dermatologist, dermatologist. We didn't mean to conjure you up, but we're sure glad you're here. Could you give us a ride to shore in your hot air balloon? If a ride you would take, then a bargain we must make. Bargain? Well, what kind of bargain? Yeah, what kind of bargain? I've got a lot of liquid gold in the tank here. Not with silver, nor with gold. There's something dearer I would hold. Oh my, Chip. This sounds mighty ominous. Even a tad Faustian, if you ask me. Oh, Lance. I've known dermatologists, dermatologists, dermatologists for years. This seems like a real stand-up guy to me. Just you wait and see, my friend. You'll know the price before the end. You know, Chip, uh, it's not that far to the shore. I reckon I could, I could swim it. Well, Lance, you do what you want, but I think I'm going to get on this here hot air balloon. Uh... Chip, I don't think I would do that, especially not alone. Please, Chip, Chip, get back down here. I can't, Lance. Look, I'm already in the balloon. Whatever bargain there is, it's already done. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay, Chip, you just hold on tight. Here I come. Now I'll take you back to American because I'm the airy fairy man. I got a bad feeling about this. Sanity was produced by Nathan Alberson, engineered by Benjamin Solzer, executive produced by Jake Mensel and Nathan Alberson. Oh, guys, we could really stand to have some reviews on iTunes. Go to iTunes, give us five stars, but also write something nice about how you like the show. Yeah, the listenership of the show is like quadrupled since November of 2017, or maybe even... Maybe it's grown even more than that. And yeah, yet, people are awesome. They say really nice things in real life. I don't want to, I'm, I'm not trying to be ungrateful for that, but we could really use some iTunes reviews. We haven't had a review since November yeah. 2017. No, we haven't. So so if you want to do something for free, besides a little bit of time that would help us out, just go on iTunes, give us a nice review. If you got the Apple, got the iPhone, got the whatever. And that would be really nice and we would appreciate it. And until next time, stay sane. Stay sane.